You might have read the news. There were two podcasters who were just arrested for uh, bull- <laughs> bullying. <laughs> this is, I would say, probably our meanest episode. Welcome to hell. Hello, welcome back to another installment of Hell Week, the podcast where we celebrate and discuss all things children's theater. I'm Jake Arlo. I'm Jacob Kaplan. Hell yeah. And today we are discussing the, uh, hmm, how should I say, how how should I say worst? How should I say most infuriating production of The Music Man I've ever seen? (laughs) When Jake and I were finding a show to watch this week, Mm -hmm. Jake sent me uh, a couple shows that had been done in like the last year. And I said, can (laughs) we do something further back in time? So if we need to trash it, we're not going to feel bad about it being current students. And that, Jake, you did a perfect job with just I'm so glad it's people who graduated the same year as us because now I feel no mercy. In fact, I look some of these people up and they're like consultants in like none of them are like we're we're fine. We're fine to make fun of them. This is maybe yeah. me justifying making fun of their, you know, 16-year-old selves, but I don't really feel that bad about it. Trust me, I don't I didn't think for a second any of them were interested in a career in the arts. And oh, that's not no, even No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll get in like that's not even uh, uh, oh they're not talented. There was well, I can't, it is I also even that. Let's start because we 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 will get into the fact that none of them wanted to be there. Um, but first, let's get into a little bit of the history of the Music Man because we are going to be uh, discussing the Music Man, which. Uh, well, you can talk about our personal connections in a minute. But to give a little context to the show, I didn't know this. Did you know this that it it. Uh, beat out West Side Story for Best Musical at the Tonys in 1958. Wow. I, like, did not know that they were even in the same year, but I was, like, a little surprised. That's really, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, I would, yeah, I was sort of shocked by that. Uh, So, this is also, it's the writer Meredith Wilson, uh, Meredith, a man. This was back when Meredith was a man's name. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when I learned that. Yeah. It's it's shocking and it's it's horrifying. Um, so Meredith Wilson, he based this musical on his childhood in Iowa in the early 1900s. It's been described as American as apple pie. Um, and just to give a little context for what the show is, it, uh, for those of you who don't know, which I, I think this is like one of the most popular musicals of all time. So like if you don't know the plot. It would be very difficult to go through any life of children's theater and not see or be a production of music man it's it's a real like top of list no matter where you are inoffensive like i will say i i I have something to say about that when we get to our personal connection to it though because more people than you'd think don't know it so to give context for those of you who don't know about the plot it follows con man professor harold hill as he tries to sell band instruments to the people of river city iowa except he doesn't know how to play the instruments and even though he's a fraud he might just Warm some Iowa stubborn hearts. I wrote that this morning. How how you wrote that? I was really good. I was wondering. I I wrote that this morning. Yeah. (laughs) No. Well, I was reading something, but (laughs) and also I do have to show. So um, something that's so funny is the marquee of the 2022 Broadway revival of 
the music man. So we've got Hugh Jackman. For those of you who aren't looking, it's just the largest marquee at the Winter Garden Theater that, of course, booted uh, Beetlejuice. It says... Hugh, yeah, we, we, we can't yeah, even get into that today. It's a different conversation. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, Meredith Wilson's The Music Man, Sutton Foster, You Got Trouble Right Here in River City, 76 Trombones Led the Big Parade. So it's just so texturally dense. It's a I've never fever seen dream a marquee of, like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, like, I don't know how, I've been thinking about this a lot this week but like Sutton Foster is like a character actress and Marion is like the worst role any human being could ever play so yeah. that does just does not make sense to me um okay so I think now we should we do our personal connection let's to do the our music PCs Man? yeah I'll take I'll take a little spin on it but my personal connection is that like you were saying with Godspell this is very similar for me with the music man as a child this VHS was one of three like the movie musical was one of three movie musicals that I would watch like probably one a night and alternate each three. So it was the music man singing in the rain and the sound of music. And those three I would watch like, but I really, really, really glommed onto the music man. And then in sixth grade, uh, when I got to Carrie Palmer Weber middle school in Port Washington, New York, uh, which I'm saying that so that maybe the Wikipedia page for Weber can be updated with like famous, uh, famous alum. Maybe I could, maybe I could just get on there. Uh, can someone edit that Wikipedia page? Throw it but, up. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the other ones are like Anthony Scaramucci. So we gotta, we gotta really do better here, <laughs> but, um, so in sixth grade, that was my first ever musical that I was in was The Music Man. I have some photos here, uh, which I mean, I'm not going to share too much about this production because we do have a DVD of it and we are one day going to cover it. So here's me in this production, or this oh. is like my show t-shirt. <laughs> you were talking last week with Jesse about not being able to get the eyeliner off. This is really like... <laughs> I'm in my pajamas. I refuse to take my eye makeup off uh, type and, vibe. And also just like the world's largest shirt. Yeah. Well, and this was definitely like an adult extra small, but I was like an, an adult, so like not an adult. So it did not fit me. But yeah, I I'll, let me pull up another image to just leave on the screen while I talk about it, because this one I think you're going to find you're going to find great. So this is me. And, of course, the music director of The Music Man, Solomon Hoffman, also a Columbia University graduate who composed of The course. Varsity Show. Uh, um, this was when he was in high school, I think, like, late in high school. And this was me in my River City teen outfit. Um, <laughs> we both look great. Um, but so I was in this musical and... I was, you know, a River City teen, not a big role at all, fully ensemble, a little featured dancing. Also, I looked like slightly older than the other sixth graders. So I got like River City teen rather than River City youth. And also mm. we changed it from River City's going to have a boys band to River City's going to have a kids band because we didn't have any boys. But <laughs> um, <laughs> well, and neither did they. They had five boys who walked on I was, stage. But, I was going to say it didn't yeah. stop them, but... <laughs> I so it was my first production and I was like oh my god I know the whole score like I know everything I'm this is gonna be amazing and then the guy who played Harold Hill could not get the words down it's a hard role and if you don't know Harold Hill it's gonna be hard he could not get anything down no one in the damn cast knew anything and I was like out here screaming I can't sing but I was like screaming from the ensemble trying to get like them to hear what I was saying because I was the only one who knew a single damn lyric to this whole show 
We we talk about shows on this podcast that have seventy to eighty person casts. Music Man is like the the prototype of that. This cast probably had ninety to a hundred kids in it, and that's just standard. <laughs> like that's just and and, just and again you know. with Godspell, there was like kids I didn't recognize every moment that I saw a new kid on stage, and then they would just shuffle off, run off the stage as fast as they could. But um, and then we have a mutual connection to the Music Man. Is that 24-hour music man. We were, you were in that, right? No, I was not in that. But I have been in the music man. Um, okay. This is, I think, this is the first show that uh, I guess both Jake and I have been in. Uh, in yeah. Productions. So fascinating. This is your God spell in terms of the VHS that you drag yes. around like a, you know, like a yes. goddamn teddy bear. Well, I'm no, I didn't. I can't. <laughs> whatever your connection was to God spell was so much sadder than what my connection was to the music man. Mine was like, yeah. like mine was like those shots like of like kids who are raised by the TV, but I'm raised by. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I grew up. For me, Music Man is very different from the last couple of shows we've watched in that. Both of my parents, and more importantly, my mom, who's introduced me to these shows, hates golden age musical theater. Like, no music, no Oklahoma, no carousel. Like, there's just, there was no taste for it in the Kaplan household. So I was not introduced to it other than that, like, if you ever wanted to do children's theater, and I did some children's community theater, like, every fourth show is going to be Music Man. So I was in it and I think I've seen like a million productions of like our family friends whose kids were also in it I was in it yes um when I was in sixth grade I believe there I have some fantastic picture I will find them me too we were so we were both in sixth grade it's a sixth grade it's a sixth grade thing uh, but I uh, bet you had a bigger role than me. What was your role? <laughs> only, mi- only like, sl- and if you adjust, if you adjust the scale for like gender, in that like the guy is always yeah, gonna yeah. have a sl- <laughs> It's probably the same. I so I, I have an interesting journey where I was okay. part of this community, this children's community theater, where they did two musicals a year, and you kind of start when you're like eight or nine, and you can do it as late as you're eighteen. If you're doing it Whoa, by the time yeah. you're eighteen, like. Most kids kind of crap out around like middle school, but uh, (laughs) I was working my way up. And in the show before The Music Man, I had had a really big role. It was Dr. Doolittle and I had a great role. And I was like one of like the one of the people now that was like in the, you know, like that was like, okay, yeah, this guy's in it. He's going to have a so Music Man comes along and I'm like, great. What am I going to be? Is it going to be? I'm not Harold Hill, but like, is it quartet? Is it the mayor? <laughs> Wait, but let me, can I just ask, you were in sixth grade and there were also 18 year olds doing it and you thought, well, probably not Harold Hill. <laughs> I said, look, like I'm you were reasonable. like, it could still could be. <laughs> probably not. I mean, I'm in yeah. the mix. I'm in the mix for Harold Hill. I mean, but didn't you always think like a little bit you could be Harold Hill? Like I always thought like, I was like, I could probably be married. Like not even, why would I ever think that? But I still in the back of my mind was like, probably. I think I think it's probably the small part of us though that does realize how unqualified everyone is who plays the, like. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. Anyone, you know. Uh, so I, I get cast and I get absolutely shafted. I'm... I have a couple featured moments. Specifically, I am What Do You Talk in the opening number. Well, and then that means you must have been a thousand times better than the What Do You Talk in this production. We have to play a clip on that. Yeah, like the, like, 
I don't. E- I I can't even describe what that is. But I no. We ha- We literally will just have to play it. I do. So I did. What do you talk? And then I, you know, was in the teen ensemble as well. And then the big thing was that there was a boy who played the constable, which. It's sort of a little bit of a blink and you miss it role. There's maybe like 10 lines for the constable. Well, Jacob, did you know that I was the constable in the 24-hour music man production? I feel like I feel like I knew that. I feel like I was trying yeah. to remember like I knew Jake was in it. Was she the constable? I don't exact but so Yeah. I, so you can't say that it's a small role because I right. I personally brought my whole self to that role. But the way that I got to constable was I was not cast as the constable. Another boy was cast as the constable and he dropped out. And then I mm. and I saw the opportunity so I said to the director, "Can I be the constable?" And he said, because I, I was still like pre He didn't even pull you. He wasn't like, oh, please, Jacob, be the constable. You got to make your own opportunities in this business. That yeah, was me learning yeah. that at a young age. And, and he said, you can be the constable, but you're going to have to speak in a lower voice. So <laughs> every line that I say is the constable is me going like, Tommy Gillis, who set off that cracker? Yeah. Yeah, and that, yeah, that feels right. You're always reprimanding Tommy Gillis. Okay, so let's get into uh, the town. So we're getting closer to the musical. So the town itself, this is Lee High School in San Jose, California, specifically in West San Jose. And I have a something that was pulled out from the Lee High School Wikipedia, which I found ironic uh, based on, you'll see. It says, marching band is one of the school's most popular and renowned activities, usually bringing in more than 100 students per season. It includes a drumline, a front ensemble, a color guard, woodwind instruments, and brass instruments. And my my reaction to that is, like, where was this when we needed it? Were they all busy? Like, Yeah, where, like, you could have pulled, I mean, and where, especially the brass instruments, I mean, from the second, the first thing you hear you're you are affronted by the the horns <laughs> yeah. and that it's yeah it's like the worst trombone you've ever or like trumpet you've ever heard in your entire life it's horrible and you know i sort of sort of this this whole production was very much like you get what you ask for which is last week yeah. i was lamenting i was saying i feel like these videos are too high quality they're too and well done and we <laughs> not a problem this week not even a little bit of a problem (laughs) you really i counted i counted what the longest set change was so don't worry i have i have a list of all the longest set changes and then i have a so here's something from the mercury news which seems to be from san jose about the 2015 production of high school or of why did i say high school musical of the music man and um so the director says for a 2015 audience the music man is just a really fun time there's not a whole lot of deep stuff you're not supposed to sit there and analyze too much which we're we're really proving that you can sit there and analyze too much um and then so finally for the demographics which this was really clear on stage um except for like black kids it's like it was a fairly diverse cast not with the leads though there were no leads of color (laughs) no Um, maybe one maybe it was it was by far the most diverse of of the shows we have seen for sure which is For a low sure. bar, but it is. Uh... Oh, the one of the lowest bars. Uh, so, yeah. So it says as of 2023. So this was probably different as well in 2015. I'm also not sure how accurate these numbers are, but it says 53 percent. Uh, this is specifically for the school. So 53% of the students are white, 24%. Oh, sorry. I don't know why my, I've been writing a lot about Narnia. So it connected, corrected Asian to Aslan. So it says 25% <laughs> Aslan. 
24% Asian, 16% Latino, 6% two or more raisins, 1% black. And yeah, it really does show was represented. on stage. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Oh, let's, and let's get into it. We're, we're just, we gotta get into the show. Okay, let's get into it. I'm gonna it. keep we, a tight ship. We start with, uh, you know what, I'll say this, not as long as the other uh, credit <laughs> intros, but, uh, you know, a still good, like, four minutes. Well, if you if you add up the fact that it comes up again at the start of Act 2, right. the exact same uh, credits, then it is, like, eight to ten minutes of credits during the overture and the entre-acte. The entre-acte, yes. French. Uh, <laughs> I, a couple observations I had about these opening credits. Yeah. Which, uh, there is a family by the last name of Neep. That oh, okay, seems, okay, neat. Because I have another family that I pulled out too. That seems to be ruling this theater department with an iron fist. There are four different director people. Elizabeth Neep, N E I P P. No, I, I'm tell. It's like the director, the vocal coach. There were like yeah. four people I counted with the last name Neep, and it all stems from this director. And this is really giving the Godspell production where, like, there was the assistant principal had his little fingers in all of this. I, I just, the one thing I really pulled out in the overture is, um, or in, like, the credits were, was that there was a position called Mike Wranglers, which is, like, one of the most honest crew positions I've ever heard because people are, like, constantly losing their mics, especially high schoolers. I mean, the ones who were mic'd in this production, which was, like, five of them. But, they're, yeah, so I, that was honestly a true and correct uh, role. <laughs> I did catch Mike Wranglers when it came up. Uh, my, I had another, well, this is just, I just got to, instead of cast, they say dramatis personae. Yes, <laughs> very fancy, very and fancy. Obviously, the 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 most significant part of these credits for me was uh, the note about simpler times. Oh, well, I have a screenshot. I That was what I was also going to pull out. Leading Let me pull up, up the yeah. screenshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Um <laughs> This is so baffling. And if you're not, we'll we'll read what it says on the screen for the people who are just listening. So it says, Marie Sontag, no idea who that is, dedicates this to Frida Story in large text. In lower, smaller text, her desire to direct a play about simpler times, which not, she's not the director, so I don't know who the fuck Frida Story is, brought the music man, oh, to our community a decade ago. 76 trombones playing just for you, Frida. <laughs> her so marie sontag who we don't know yeah. dedicates this to no. story who we don't know we don't know <laughs> to direct a play and god do these productions love calling musicals plays direct a play obsessed about simpler times that seems to be and now based on also the quote that elizabeth neep gave of like there's not a whole lot of deep stuff like they they love they were like Let's just go back. Let's get back there. And I don't, yeah. And and that showed, honestly. I would say that in yeah. the, you know, do you want to talk about sort of the production design? I think we should talk about the production design. I think, well, the production design itself, it was minimal, but it wasn't horrible. The costumes were great. Um, costumes were the, great. Yeah. And that's about all I have to say about the, I think, let's get to the production design as we get, as we move through and we get to a, like, particularly... Yeah 
powerful moment of it. I think, so let's go to Rock Island. So Rock Island, for those of you who don't know, is like a proto-rap um, where they are on a train and the train is the beat and the traveling salesmen are singing about Harold Hill. Um, and, and, and about Harold Hill and also more largely like the history of traveling salesmen and like the industry of being a traveling salesman, which, and I've mentioned this before, this show is also the prototype for, I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm just gonna like say, like, oh my God, this specific number. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like these kids have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, let me just pull, I need to yeah. pull up a visual so we can, because, okay, so the kid who plays Charlie, this is the first time I called him out, and I said, it's giving, I'm just here to have fun. I've sort of changed my tune about him towards the end, but that was, that was what I thought of him at the very beginning. So let's just, let's just look at this tableau. Not bad. Uh, Not bad. This is great. The set design is great here. Like, it looks I great. Like I love I the painting. I they felt exactly like I was on a train. Yeah, it was great. Um, and another thing where, I, at least in my production in sixth grade, in middle school, none of these people were boys. And yet, this is a yet another production where every single one of these characters meant to be boys were boys. That's, I, I just can't fathom it. How? It's, it is, it is, they are pulling whoever they can to have it be the yeah, correct well, genders <laughs> assigned to the roles. Oh, we're getting to what do you talk? So, do you think, Jacob, is this a. Was that a choice or was that puberty? Let's take bets. You know, when I took uh, the music, music hum, music humanities at uh, yeah. Columbia University in the city of New York, we learned about this like sp- this style of singing called Sprechsteam, which is like a highly okay. specific German style of singing that like is like somewhere between screaming and singing. <laughs> okay. And it's and it's incredibly difficult like just to do mm-hmm. and it sounds crazy when you hear it, but it's actually technically like harder than operatic singing. Sure, sure. Yeah. I think Are he you was suggesting trying- that that's what he was doing? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, I Look, I was in minute four, and I was like, I can't do two hours of this unless I think you're going for something major right yeah. here. Yeah. So I think this was his attempt at Sprex team. My second guess would be character choice, because I I went through puberty, and I never sounded... I had voice cracks, for sure, but like that was like a parody of someone going through puberty doing a voice crack. So the next thing I pulled out for... Um, this is for... <laughs> Uh, Rock Island, which is what this number is called, is that this is really the start of where we see how out of sync the singers and the orchestra are. Like, this is really, I thought it was just going to be for this number, but it really just continues throughout the whole show. Mm -hmm. I pulled out a specific moment, but it's sort of like, there isn't really one specific moment. It's just like one of many. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sir. Yes, sir. But he doesn't know the territory. Yeah, so, I mean, but he doesn't know the territory is always screamed by the most feral child, which seems to be what happened in this production. Also, yeah, the yes, sir, it's supposed to be syncopated, but that was not. That was just off. It, um, 
And it's, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and these, you know, this is also, this is just a note that's going to carry throughout the whole performance. But I think the first time I wrote this was in Rock Island. I said, is anyone having a good time? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, one, no. There, I could probably point to like maybe two, Charlie. Char, I don't even know Char, Charlie. Like, seemed like they were like. <laughs> Charlie seemed like they were like guys backstage. We're gonna kill him. <laughs> he performed yeah. with such a like help me, help me anxiety. I was like, what? What is happening with you? Like, what is the subtext yeah. right here? You're going crazy. <laughs> and also he, I think, like, has a stroke in the middle of the show. And then because when he comes back for his big, you know, seducing Marion in the second act, you can't understand a word that he says. We will get to that. <laughs> he was, there were, okay, there were two characters who I say are an okay. exception to this. And that is the mayor and Mrs. Yes. Peru. Other than that, yes. no one is yes. no one is having a good time. Everyone I totally is, agree. They were the only two people who slayed, like, even a little bit. Yeah. Everyone else is just miserable up on that stage this entire time. So miserable. Okay, let's get to Iowa Stubborn, unless you have any last words No, about I think that's a good Rock transition okay. into Iowa Stubborn. Great. Yes, it's a great transition to Iowa Stubborn because the curtain opens after a, and I counted it, 32-second long set change, which, you know, not, not that bad, but it is silence in the theater with a, a one cough the entire time. Um, it seems, it seems then that they open the curtain early, um, and everyone, everyone is sort of scared that, oh, and alarmed that they were on stage and they didn't maybe know that they were going to be. So let me just get, let me just show that moment. And this is also where I realized, again, we're utilizing children. This is three for three on the utilization of children. Was this common at your school? Cause we did not do this Absolute, at my school. There was one, one show total. <laughs> that did it and there was a kid yeah. that they brought in for the last scene and it was to tease it again our andrew lloyd weber u.s premiere show oh my god the yeah. boys in the photograph okay. um okay these so are also i will oh. say both before you yeah. buy, i will say they're not just children they are and i don't think it's because they're standing next to high schoolers the smallest children <laughs> i've ever seen they're the smallest children i've ever seen and also okay so if you'll note i think you can see if there's like a screenshot here the username of the person who uploaded this is j Poda, um, that's the person's last name. The kid who plays Wins, uh, Winthrop, and the girl who plays Amaryllis, or maybe the mayor's daughter in the yellow dress, which we need to get to her at some point. She's. Well, I'm gonna I do like, a montage of her. I had like a nightmare about her last night. <laughs> but I, this, so they all share a last name. So this is another sort of uh, San Jose family type thing. But let's just play. Yeah. Let's play this, where the curtain opens and they're scared. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, the curtain, the, the song starts when they're still fully in the dark, and then they, they sort of, like, scramble to start singing. It's, it's, a t it's also just, like, if you are, if you're in, and, like, and I did often forget that this was a high school production, not... Because yeah. I, I forgot, but because no one enjoyed it and they didn't seem to like or know each other. There was no camaraderie <laughs> yeah. on stage other than a little bit with the quartet by the very end. Oh, but, God, yeah. The quartet was, we, we'll, yes, the quartet, I have good thoughts about compared but if to you're, the rest of the cast. If you're in the Music Man and you didn't get the part that you wanted, 
Iowa Stubborn is your first opportunity to make a choice and establish yourself as mm-hmm. I'm a townsperson with a personality. Nobody yes. took that opportunity in this version. Not a single one. Uh, let me also just share my screen to where I am at on here because you can also just see just how small, just how small Winthrop is on the left. Like, he looks minuscule. Like, he looks like, like he's like a what foot the tall. Fuck? <laughs> So, also, I think we have to get to the girl in the yellow dress, because this is the first moment where I sort of called out that it looks like she wants to die, or that she's, like, visibly upset, and it never, her expression does not change once throughout the course of the show, Um, and also, like, something I pulled out also from this number, and then throughout the whole thing, no one is even trying to act, they're literally just reading lines, like, it feels like this is, like, the first time they've seen the script. It, and I and I will and this I had the exact same thought. No one is doing a single thing. They're just saying. And again, it's so much on steroids. Of I don't know what I'm saying. I'm not going to commit to a choice, but I have no idea what I'm saying right now. I yeah. will say, when I was about forty minutes into the show, I was like, "Holy shit! This show has so many references to like yeah. early twentieth <laughs> century pop culture and yeah. regional like." It is, to the kids' credit and against the show, like, such a reference-heavy show to, like, early 20th century American history, regional politics. This is a show that needs a dramaturg for every line. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. If you're in San Jose, you're going to have no – like, I don't even know how an Iowa high school would do this show, but, like – Yeah. You need to know so much information to understand what any of this is. And also, like, I distinctly remember, I, again, even after having watched this musical, like, no less than a hundred times throughout my childhood, I still, even watching it now, even watching the movie again the other day, I was like, oh, like, I understand this slightly better now. I don't think I'm perfectly comprehending what's going on or the references, nor do I think, like, anyone except someone who lived in Iowa in the 19, like, 10s could understand it. But, yeah. I let's 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 play this moment of just fear in the yellow dress girl's eyes. Okay, here's the mayor. Mayor's having fun. Okay, so she so this is the first she looks she's the mayor's younger daughter. Um and she looks just so devastated. Like what's she thinking about? She wants to be anywhere other than on that stage, like, (laughs) which is crazy because this girl is clearly not in high school. She is picked from somewhere else. I will say Amaryllis, a stark opposite. That is a girl who wanted to be on that stage. She she wanted to be on there more than anything else in the entire world. Yeah. Mayor's daughter. Part of me was like, did Mayor's daughter want to be Amaryllis? Is this a like... You get one show and she gets all the other ones. Like it was there a split role. I just because I had the same. But if you're a theater kid at all, you're gonna at least do give face. Like if I was that girl in the yellow dress, I would be giving face. Like even in sixth grade, even younger, I am at least like smiling with oh my god like do something she is a fucking slab of meat on this stage there's an amazing shot that it'll come probably later where there's essentially like eight men on stage like arguing yeah. and negotiating yes. and then she is and just she gets there. dragged on yeah <laughs> 
I literally called that out. I was like, she is a pet dog in this moment. This is actually like, I, I it's a random frame, but it's actually a really good screenshot of like, yeah. only the mayor is making a choice. And literally, else yes. I'm going to screenshot this actually, because you're so right. Like literally the mayor is clearly having fun and everyone else is devastatingly placid. This just felt like a really classic high school theater production because at the end of the song, when the song is over, the ensemble books it off stage. I have not seen people run off the stage faster than I than these people. Like, let me show you. They are sprinting off stage. They want to get back and like gossip so fucking badly. Let's play this. And there they go. Run, 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 run. They are off. And this, and then of course it's just Harold Hill and his like fucking like goonie on stage and they they are rushing like no one else has rushed through dialogue faster like it's like they don't want to be doing dialogue they want to get to the next song that's the only thing they want i wrote i wrote you wouldn't know there's jokes in this show because they just <laughs> this scene yeah. between him and 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 what's his i forgot the character's name but it's like an abbott and costello routine basically in terms of like the weird late 19th early 20th century wordplay but like it's that but they are just delivering these lines as straight up prose let's get to the next thing sorry it's marcellus 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 <laughs> also i i've never understood this but i really don't understand why he lives in river city and why like how harold didn't even know that like he lived there like none of that has ever made sense to me but yeah, yeah. i actually yeah i mean I, and i will say with that as an exception when i was going through this and watching it again i did think to myself this is an airtight plot or at least just like the this is like such a like every this is a plot forward show it's certainly yes. not that emotional but they it is really like every decision is motivated by something in the like in terms of just like a solid plot and every character kind of war and we that, have to give that to meredith wilson and not of course to the children at lee high school but let's get on to you got trouble unless you have anything else to say about iowa stubborn because we, we got trouble we here. got trouble <laughs> right here in lee high school so this is also the first moment before even the music starts the pacing of this show was insane like either they cut stuff or he just like forgot six lines and starts singing you got trouble like it doesn't make sense let me go to that point too this is what the stage looks like just two guys on stage literally seconds before he starts singing you got trouble here we go either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge or you're unaware of the caliber of disaster indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. Like, that is the most famous line in the entire show. Like, either you are closing your eyes or like, and he is saying it like he has, A, never heard or read this line before, and B, why did the director make the choice that not a single other person would be on this stage? Like, this just does not make sense. I don't think that, I mean, I wrote at, I, what did I write? At some, I wrote, there is simply no direction. Like, there is no... Yeah. <laughs> The director was not there. At 14, uh, like 20 is when I realized he started slurring his words. And at 14, 40 is the funniest, the funniest slur I've ever heard, like of his slurring of his words. He didn't like say a slur, but like, there's another play. great one that comes here. Yeah. my hand to go. Help cultivate horse sense and here a cool head and a key knot. Jerry Trigger's kind of giving my ironclad leave to yourself with a through ale billiard shot. Jerry Trigger's kind of hit ironclad because it's a single shot. 
<laughs> Can we he, just roll it back one more time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to give an ironclad leap to yourself, but through it, billiard shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say, it takes patience. <laughs> he's, he's stroking out. Our, our Herald Hill has multiple strokes during the course of this <laughs> yes. show. He is, like, limping at the end our of this. Our studio audience is losing their mind. Yeah. I mean, this is, we can't blame him. This is, like, the hardest role a person could play. It's it's really tough. So what's the, you pulled something out, 1440. Just people just don't said, look happy to I be there. I said there's no joy. Especially because, no. like, the point of this song is to, like, if it's not joy, it's, like, emotion. Like, they're reali- it's it's taking this, like, yeah. quiet town and, oh, we have trouble. Nothing. Also, we're forming a classic high school theater, community theater semi Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got just the widest semicircle, and no, no one like some of them are in line. They were told like make it look natural, and they were like, okay, we're gonna stand side by side in a shoulder to shoulder in a semicircle. Um, I also so at four again. This is like really a situation of like if maybe if the orchestra was slightly better, some of these faults could be forgiven. But like the orchestra sounds like Harold Hill is conducting them he's scared he also knows how much more show he has to get through and it's yeah like, yeah this We're is not 15 going minutes well. into a two-hour show he's like this is already not going well and i've only got harder stuff to go from here like usually i have felt also so first of all just was this the best i had for harold hill that's the only time i'm gonna ask this but i just really doubt it <laughs> i wondered but i also couldn't pick out in the show who else would have been no better. you want to know who i thought i mean he's a baritone so that's a problem but the kid who is the baritone i think he's right back he's right here the baritone of the barbershop quartet he kind of slayed and i would have loved to see him as harold or was, Hill, he, but he, or again, was he the bass i thought he was the bass what's the lowest what's the very bass, lowest bass oh then bass then he was definitely the bass he was um, the bass, and, and he he was amazing he was the bass yeah okay and also so usually i feel like at the ensemble members are the people carrying the show. Like, they're the ones, especially in high school theater, they are so excited to be there. In this, Harold was doing all the damn work. I was like, what kind of ensemble is this? Like, there's a moment when he's just like, like, they're, oh God, well, I just pulled them hiling. I don't even know what happened here, but <laughs> <laughs> there's just a clip of that. Um, oh, because they're pointing to the billiard parlor. Let me just take a screenshot of that. But yeah, the ensemble is just doing nothing for him. I, it, it, it's just horrible. Yeah. This also, to do a, a brief choreography corner, this, yeah. the choreography in this show is exclusively bouncing. So, well, that is the music man. It's that bouncing, is the music but... man. It is bouncing. But this is like, it's, it's this, it's the same as, it's the same as the train song. It's all of it. And in, and in, of course, bouncing the books in uh, Marion the Marian Librarian. The yeah. Okay. So. I think we're done. You, you got trouble. Could be a showstopper. It so wasn't. Um, uh, then at after in the interstitial just conversation, the first time we hear Marion's voice, I was agog. I was so taken aback. She sounds like she's from Long Island. I mean, overall, she's just she's not even trying to do a 1910s, you know, voice put on. Let me just play when she comes on stage. Here we go. You, in, no. you know, I'll only be in town for a short while. Good. Good. <laughs> like, good. Yeah. I'll only be in town for a short while. Good. 
they had some real they had some east coast transplants into this show yeah I think think it was Marcellus was doing like first I was like is this just another Jew voice and then it became like a thick like Boston accent then of course between the set changes there's you know just so much silence while the curtain is creaking closed that's just a common sound here then we get to the piano lesson unless you have anything to say no i got but i do have things to say about the piano lesson i mean this is the first time we see someone who wants to be on stage also i don't know i don't know how well we can pick this up here the amaryllis her mic is like 10 times better than everyone else's mic no not better 10 times louder it's not like (laughs) the other mics were fine it's 10 times louder her she was screaming into that mic um yeah i literally said 2209 why is amaryllis the loudest one on that stage let's see he won't say amaryllis because the s because of his list he's ashamed she was out of breath she has also she had a real like peanuts voice to her like she could have yes been a character oh my god movie. you're so right basically the only person on this stage trying to act is mrs peru who honestly does a pretty passable irish accent first of all yeah. like not bad at all like compared to other ones i've heard really not bad second of all she wants to be there so much more than everyone else on this stage she um, she really and she keeps the accent the whole time she also is one of the yeah. only cast members who seems to understand what she's saying you know exactly yeah moment of personal pride i think this girl i saw in the dramatis is jewish hannah stein is her name i think yeah (laughs) no i caught that too (laughs) you know it's i mean literally you musical theater runs on gays and jews and And, and, sometimes both and and she got she she elevated this immensely exactly so and then this is a moment i'll pull out because this is the moment this is a moment where you could just tell how much marion is just not acting like it's just so bad like even i'm i can't say i'm a good actor but i'm at least gonna put some feeling some emotion behind it this is there is no feeling there is no emotion here whatsoever this just, and this is my yeah. point of like yeah no one who no one's enjoying doing this they're just no yeah right did you say anything mama of course not now don't dawdle, Mama. Him. Of course not. Now don't dawdle him. Like she's just going. Like it was like now the blocking says move. Oh, like it's like very robotic. Um, their hearts were just not. Oh my god. Sorry. The o- and the only other thing I have to plot in the piano lesson is Amar- Amaryllis. Amaryllis's line. The her line read on. I'll end up an old maid like you. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> okay, because it, it, yeah, it's actually perfect. Um. Okay, here we go. She's like, she's like preparing to say it for like a minute beforehand. Don't cry. You have plenty of time. If not Winthrop, there will be someone else. Never. I'll end up an old maid like you. <laughs> I'll end up an old maid like you. <gasps> like she, even before she finishes, she's like. <gasps> old maid like, oh, it's too late. I can't. It, it felt yeah. like the, di- it felt like the direction was like, you need to be ashamed and embarrassed you just said that and she just jumped yeah. right to the end of that she was like she was so she was literally smiling while she said i'll end up an old maid like you knowing that she was gonna get a laugh and like if you know you're gonna get a laugh when you're eight that's such a good feeling absolutely i the only thing i have to say about the next song good night my someone is that every vowel choice marion made was the wrong one in in <laughs> the way she sang <laughs> She's saying, "I." The first thing I have is she's screaming, "Good night, my someone." So let's just see that. 
I also I do I have a timestamp too for this one of finger position. Okay. <laughs> uh, twenty. I mean, this is basically it, but twenty four twenty four. The her finger. Okay, I'll just let it. Oh yeah. As she's clutching the <laughs> curtain, devilish, is crazy. <laughs> Okay, let's just let it play from here. Yeah, yeah. To tw- so look for if you're watching, look for the finger position. If you're listening, look listen for her saying someone. Okay, here we go. This is just just silence. My someone, good night, my love. Sleep tight, my someone. Sleep tight, my love. Our star is shining. Yeah. <laughs> The way her fingers are gripping. <laughs> I'm gonna it's take like, a screenshot. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it's, it could I can't like, even do it. It's second, third, and and pinky. I thought she was doing like a gang, like a gang symbol. <laughs> like she literally might be. Also, why? Tell me why. The second time I listened, like listening to it now, I'm like, maybe she's not as bad as I thought she was. She actually like, started okay. I thought. <laughs> like this sound that clip we just played she sounded fine and i literally think the only reason she was Mary mariam is because she's like or marion is because she's the only one who could hit those notes like even a little even try to hit those notes. she got the closest for sure that's that's it on good night by someone this then we have the longest set change yet at the end of the song it's 40 full seconds of just yeah. let me just play it just coughing and when the orchestra vamps, it sounds so fucking horrible. Yep, there's the cough. Like, imagine being the audience. And, like, and then it's just darkness for, like, 45 seconds. It's so foul. That also, um, in the editing, and I appreciate it, was not removed in the editing. Not even a little bit removed. Uh, so it's time for 76 trombones. <laughs> Which, um, I mean... This is the, for those who don't know, this is the hallmark number of, I would say, of of The Music Man. If you don't know The Music Man, you know 76 trombones that led the big parade, uh, improvising an octave higher than the score. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I got it. Can we go to 3121? I don't think, I don't think. Absolutely. This was my moment of Harold Hill is, is not getting these words. Walls of Jericho. Oh, billiard parlor walls come tumbling down. Oh, a band will do it, my friends. Oh, yes, I mean a boys' band. Do you hear me? As if everybody's gonna have a boys' band, and I mean she needs it today. He literally <laughs> is not even saying like that is. He's can't. Yeah, he can't enunciate. It is just also the com- him not being able to pronounce the words combined with just the worst pit you have ever heard in your entire damn life. <laughs> what it is, you know, and this is also the neep the neep conspiracy. The music director <laughs> was a neep as well. And what if you're oh, what yeah. this means is that you have no breath control and you don't know when to breathe, which like is the job of a of a music director is to help you with that. This herald is like huffing and puffing his way through these songs. <laughs> it, it just yeah. it 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 begs the question of like who is the neep family? What are what aren't their qualifications and like how yeah. are they up here? I wish this is like this is like your like how I had the Godspell reveal. This is like your reveal for the Music Man um, about the Neep family. I yeah. so also the the concept of this song is that he and like basically Harold Hill is that he's so energetic. He's so has so much confidence that he can get you to follow him with whatever he can you know he's a salesman he's the perfect salesman i the way he is singing he i would not buy like a single a single 
a piece of paper off of this man. The way he sings the word, especially bassoon, oh my god, it's so horrible. I pulled yeah, that I wrote specifically that. out. I wrote that yeah. too, yeah. Bassoon, okay, let's hear it. Bassoon. Double bell euphoniums and big bassoons. Each bassoon having its big fat say there were 50. <laughs> Each bassoon, also the like, the like, really penetrative dance move of sawing his hand back and forth and then the 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 people in the they're just not excited they're like there's choreo where they the townspeople lean forward with his words and they're like it's just so rote there's nothing there's nothing exciting there's nothing spontaneous about it not at all i i was also going to say bassoon maybe uh the word of this show only to be rivaled by of course pronunciation of shapoopy but we'll get there later <laughs> well yeah that is one of the foulest things also this is just i'm just pulling out the yellow the girl in the yellow dress's commitment to not slaying is just so severe she has like a full adult sad face yeah <laughs> yeah like she's world weary so yeah this is She's she doesn't know the choreo. She's dancing. She's <laughs> lifting her hand up and down like she she's like so not excited about this. I I don't know how like I'm going to have to make a compilation of just her like true absolute commitment to looking sad on stage. They're putting her front and center. I mean yeah. this, this is a this is a 90 person cast and she is standing right in the center. You literally smack a dab in the middle of the stage. Like, the kids are off-center, and she is in the center. And then the song ends. He switches octaves, like, 12 times, and then everyone abruptly runs off stage uh, once again, yet again. Okay, the end of the song. Some vague clapping. And then here they go. Here they go. They literally run off stage. Go, go, go. And then, of course, the mayor comes on. There's the whole thing with Tommy Gillis. Egads. I really would have thought you would be Tommy Gillis, but I guess you weren't old enough to be a teen. Honestly, the kid who beat me up for Tommy Gillis was like a year old. Like, I definitely could have been Tommy. I wasn't a bad boy, though. You, Tommy Jills has got to be a bad so boy. So true. This kid was not a bad boy, either. I did write, I don't know what he did at 3650, but I wrote, Tommy is a star. He, I mean, he looks older than Harold, also. That's let's true. see what, let's see, what did Tommy do at 3650 that made you think he was a star? Let's see. Fans, you're mechanically minded, yes. Everything with perpetual motion. I nearly had it a couple times. You did you're my man. Do you realize? Tommy Gillis realized that that was a joke, but Harold Hill did not. I think that's why I wrote he's a star because yeah. he understood it's a joke. <laughs> he, 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 the bare minimum, understood it was a joke. I think obviously now that you said egads in a part that I had to cut out because we said something so foul about the cast members, um, I will just pull out the egads because obviously Zanita's whole thing is saying egads. Uh, there's also a point where she just like falls. We'll get to that, but here's let's just pull out her saying egads. It's so the opposite of a sleigh. What time is it? 3725. Let's see. Well, I. Tommy, this is Zanita. Escort the lady home. Only accepting I'm not going home. I have to go to the library. Egads. Home, I have to go to the library. Egads. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so serious. They uh. just don't. Uh, I mean, and it's. 
And for no and for no moment in the production of this do I think the director was ever like, so EGADS is kind of like you saying, oh, my God, or something like there was yeah. never a like, <laughs> it's kind of like you're saying this. It's so straight up. So now we get to Sincere, which is the song that the Barbershop Quartet sings once Harold Hill brings them together as a Barbershop Quartet. The I think this is my theory about them. I think that they were four of the strongest because they have to be four of the strongest boy singers in the cast because literally you can't you can't have even if they weren't perfectly hitting the harmonies they were doing really really well it's literally an impossible ask for four high school boys to be in a barbershop quartet and they like they must have taken the best singers and put them in the quartet and so they that left no one else for the rest of the cast i would say i i also think at least this was my experience being in the show yeah that music directors are so thrilled to have the quartet and they spend like 80 percent of the time oh, yeah. could be rehearsing <laughs> on the quartet because it's it's fewer yes. people it's actually good music and the and and it's just much more manageable and enjoyable. So they, I think that they probably also got a lot of attention that did not go to. I'm sure they big numbers. Yeah. yeah, they got all the attention. So we have from left to right. If you're looking on the screen, obviously accepting Harold Hill, who we just look away from that man. Um, we've got the bass, the baritone. Right? Is that how this works? Bass, baritone, tenor, uh-huh. soprano. Yeah. Or tenor. It would be tenor, tenor two, tenor one. Okay, well, the tenor, the highest well, the ten- guy was singing soprano like a, notes. <laughs> he does a, yeah, does a, a head voice uh, uh, soprano, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm talking out of my ass here. I've never, I don't know anything about music. So, but let's just hear, let's hear the bass. Because the bass, I'm like, I'm gagged by the bass. Let's hear. Down here, ice cream. Talk slow. Ice cream. Like, like, listen, that's an amazingly, like, buttery note. Like, oh, my God. This is a high schooler. I did, so I did both high school and college acapella. If that kid, as a high schooler, walked into uh, a Columbia Kingsman audition, he'd be immediate, immediately taken as a bass and, like, would be put front. Like, that's a real bass. Often basses yeah. are just baritones who are a little bit higher that that you try to give some low notes to because no one else can do but that's a once in a generation bass <laughs> do you think that he was an actor or do you think that he was a choir kid who they brought onto the show this seems like i'm a choir gonna say kid. i think he's a choir kid but also like he's having fun and like he's acting better than like 99 percent of the other people on stage well and i think that that's that kind of makes sense i think that the people who were having the most fun were the ones who didn't seem like i like doing theater like because yeah. <laughs> part of me wonders, like, no one is ever like, we get to do the music, man. So I did wonder if, yeah. to the extent that there was a culture within this theater group, which I cannot tell if there was. <laughs> it's doubtful, yeah. <laughs> whether this was like a, we wanted rent and we got the music, man, and we're all pissed about that. We wanted rent would be insane, because these kids could not I could do not, rent. But, I would love yeah. to watch the same group of kids do rent, but that's just a dream. <laughs> So let's also, let me just pull out the, I guess, tenor. Is it tenor one or two that does the highest note? One one is the highest one. Tenor one's the highest. Okay, I'm just going to, the tenor one, let me just play. Because again, we've got the lowest of the lows and the highest of the highs, both slaying. So let me play this. Like, like, oh, like that's a high note. He's like really, really up there. Also, like, 
they I mean genuinely I can't stop looking at the base I think he's like magnetic and like I I think he should be an actor um they slayed I don't I, he's I, great I, I have to yeah <laughs> I don't know I, I I'm maybe I'm a courts barbershop quartet apologist but I think they were great look I mean you're preaching to the choir here no pun intended but but no they look everyone know you if you're doing music man and you have a hundred kids to deal with like you're invest as much as you can in the quartet because a good quartet yeah. will save any production of them because that's people will leave I mean in the show Jake and I wrote we had a barbershop <laughs> quartet that like made no sense being in the show no. But we no. stuck them in and everyone was like, that's my yeah. favorite part of the show. And everyone, like, they they got, like, a standing ovation. I, and yeah. also, like, uh, for the people who don't know, like, the history of the Barbershop Quartet, they were, like, in the movie, I think in the original musical as well, they are, like, a famous, like, they were a famous Barbershop Quartet. Like, the bar they were played by a famous Barbershop Quartet because in the oh. 1950s and 60s, like, Barbershop Quartets, like, could be famous. Like, they were, like boy band vibes so it was like a famous barbershop quartet so it is like it was already like people went to the theater to see these like to see them even like that was like exciting for them so Absolutely. that also just goes it lends the idea that it's like a very special thing unfortunately we have to get to sadder but wiser girl the only notes i have is it's just it, it why cut this song it's has no bearing on the plot especially watching a 17 year old sing about how he wants to date a mature woman it's just and being committed to being off the beat every single time it's just it's hard to watch it's also just like and i mean look like i said airtight plot every every decision is justified by something and it's like but you could also just once say you know the sadder but wiser girl is the one for me and we don't need a whole song about it like we get exactly. it this is why because marion is sadder but wiser but you could just sure. say that also, one time. Also, let me just pull out the fact that I, I, this is the first time I've ever picked up on this. I don't know how. Marion is 26 years old and she is it's like in the show portrayed as like an old maid. And like, I, like we're 25 and that's fucking insane. But I guess in like 1910, She's that, an old maid. 1912. Yeah. She is. She is actually an old maid. Um, <laughs> she's like yeah. in her. She's halfway through life at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's literally going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> also, the only real thing I have to pick out of Sadder but Wiser Girl, and then of course we have to move on to pick a little because honestly, that's great. Um, is that I think someone was talking backstage with their mic on. Yeah, there was some. There was some real background talk that was going. Yeah. On. So this is, I guess, the ladies are coming on before Pick a Little. I think in, like, a few seconds we're going to hear some some real shouting from offstage. And that was always my fear. I was rarely mic'd in high school, but I was always, I was the one, honestly, and I, I'm ashamed to admit it, like, shushing people backstage. Because I was like, they can, they are not going to turn your mic off. Like, they can hear you. Um, That's yeah. such a type. Oh, my God. And I was always like, the, like, I had the same anxiety, but I always knew that there was someone who was going to be the authoritarian. So I was like the rebel. I was like, there's people whose job it is to turn the mics off. <laughs> right, but they don't do it. It's Never. so beautiful that you put your faith Never. in them. Okay, let's play this. The girl, Ethel Toppelmeyer, who is like Marcellus Haroldell's best friend. She is another person who I think she should have gotten a bigger role. She was like very in it um, in a way that no one else was. Let me just play this. Like that's that was much more that was so much more energy than anyone else. That's a character. That is a character choice. Exactly. Okay. 
Do you hear? Okay, wait. You have to listen. But in the background, there's like someone. T- let me. It's like it starts like at like forty four oh eight, and then for the next yeah. like few seconds, there's just someone talking here. Just start yeah. like in the background. Of course, you've met Ulaley McKechnie. Isn't it exciting, Ulaley? Do you hear it? They're like they're like whispering in the background. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, or I didn't know if it was like the like the camera guy was talking. I I couldn't. Oh, that's also a good question. I didn't. I had no idea what, but yeah, it really overtook the first. I, I took over a couple minutes here. Let's get to pick a little slash good night, ladies. This is just a fun pick a little. T- it, I mean, this is sort of like, yeah, maybe Harold Hill's a con man, but he is getting us to sing. Like this is just yeah. a great. It's just a great. It's just a great song. It is a great song. Let's say the person. Yeah, and also like most of them you can't hear which is not their fault it's because like i don't think only half of them have mics but they all have featured moments and you just cannot hear it so let's pull this out that she is so the first girl singing is so absolutely not giving any part of herself to this role which is and this is such an easy song to like yes because it's just it's just goss it's it's a joke it's a very funny song yes that's just about gossiping. Like that's not hard. They're literally, to, this, yeah. This yeah. isn't like they're a, meant to be like chickens. It's silly. Yeah. This is not. We need to learn regional politics of being a traveling salesman <laughs> to understand this song. This is just like we gossip. That's all. That is it. So obviously, like a famous part of this song is when they say like Chaucer, Rabelais, Balzac, and they Balzac. did not. They didn't. They. I mean, first of all, I didn't. When I was in the show. I didn't know who any of those authors were. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, uh, the way that one of them says Chaucer is so funny. Like, it's so Valley Girl. Let me pull it out. It's like, Chaucer! <laughs> um, here we go. Chaucer! <laughs> Chaucer! <laughs> and the, but then, like, after this, it, like, really doesn't sound terrible, especially, again, when our king's... The barbershop quartet come on. It start. It sounds when they sing "Goodnight, Ladies." It sounds fine. It's beautiful. I wrote this. Seems yeah. like a humorless group. They have never laughed in their life. Um, so we can then next get to Marion, the librarian. Where so all of these. This is unlike any other production of the Music Man I've ever seen because all the songs just start. Like I don't know if it's really just that they're not feeling any they're not acting at all and so I don't understand the impetus for the songs but this it just like starts it's so bizarre and it's supposed to be this like flirty number it, it's so terrible let me let me let me get to it the librarian you know listening Marion He, he was like, oh my god, I have, four, I have like four beats to say. You're not listening, Marion? <laughs> Meh. <laughs> like. <laughs> the, other, the other thing with this song, with Marion the Librarian, it's most of the song is him sustaining these very long notes of Marion. <laughs> yes. And if you don't hit it right from the beginning, and if you're off pitch from the beginning, <laughs> which he was for a lot of it, you got to sit in that off pitch yeah. note for like seven seconds, which is just, yeah. it's tough. I think the per- the people who are the- miked the best in the show seem to be the coughing audience members because this was one of the songs where you could hear like so much coughing. Um, also, the book bouncing choreo. I mean, we have to talk about it. I was, of course, watching this at 1.5 times speed. So I'd just like to show you what this does look like at 1.5 times speed. Models. 
six steelies, eight aggies, a dozen kiwis, and one big old glassy. With what? What is he even referencing there? You, this is what I'm telling you. This show is just six dirty steelies. with references. Like, <laughs> there's like a... Cr- it, it, like, I was trying to imagine, like, what the modern equivalent of, like, writing a show with this many cultural references yeah. would be. Literally, it's Dear like, Evan Hansen. <laughs> It is, it is the Dear Evan Hansen of its day, yeah. <laughs> That's so rude. We can't say the music man is the Dear Evan Hansen of its day. It's such an insult to the music man. Um, I mean, the dance, I have to say, a lot of the people who played the River City teens, and they this is, like, the people who are doing the dance, they, like, do hit their marks on the choreo. Like, especially for this dance break, the Shapoopy dance break, like, they are dancing. They're not giving any face, but they're at least dancing. There, although I did have at 51.30, I wrote book choreo. I said, book choreography, these kids cannot do two at once. Oh, yeah. Here they they stand up and they start having to do choreo, which is uh, upsetting to watch. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there you can see there's a guy. I think he actually might be Tommy Gillis, who's like who's like looking over his book to try to make sure he's like not gonna trip. And then they do right. like a semi proto tap number. Um, yeah, not not this good. This song I also wrote this song is ten times longer than it needs to be. Like yes. this song just yes. goes on yes. and on and on. And also I don't think anything changes. Like, it's not like Marion likes him by the... He doesn't convince well, her. Well, no, 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 no. See, okay. <laughs> Here's he? where you're wrong. Because, well, not in this production, but I was... I did just watch the movie or, like, skim through to the numbers, and she is really charmed by him. At the, In the end of the movie, she's very, very charmed by him. So in the movie, it does change her opinion of him. In the show, their, her falling in love for him seemingly comes out of nowhere, Except for the fact that I think, like, maybe they could have had a showman's face on the way they kissed, but we can talk about that when we get into that later. Something was up. Yeah, something was <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, but they, like, she does not like him more or less. She's just not acting the same right. that she does I guess, at the end. I guess to edit my point, if the actress playing Marion chose to act, you could end <laughs> the song feeling differently about Harold. But that is on the Ex- actor exactly. to Exactly. Exactly. So after that sort of flop of a number, we get to My White Knight, which has always been my least favorite song in The Music Man. Um, it's it's like listening to a dog whistle uh, the whole time. It's just Marion's highest, highest number. These are the kind of songs of why I was not raised on Golden Age musical theater. It's like, this isn't fun. Yeah, it's not fun. It's all, I mean, these were always the songs, like, as a child, I, like, I mean, I didn't know how to skip songs, but I was, like, I was, like, oh, my God, like, so fucking bored. Like, <laughs> so, again, though, right before the song starts, I, I really just called out that the woman who plays Mrs. Peru is really just slaying with her accent. She's literally, com- I don't think, I think in a, any other high school production of The Music Man where people cared to be on the stage, I wouldn't have thought, given a second thought to Mrs. Peru. But the fact that she wanted to be there really separates her. It's like really separates her from the pack. Mrs. Peru is probably the only person in this cast who could hold their own in a, I'm not saying professional production, but like a production where people are doing the normal things you should do in a show. I completely agree. Um, And I think, yeah, this is where I just realized in reality, like she, Marion is just too modern. Like not 
not like like the girl herself it's like how some people have faces for being in period pieces and some people you're like oh you were you know what a cell phone looks like which is always right like, so and like she knows what a cell phone looks like right i'm also about my white knight it's interesting how many songs marion sings about a hypothetical man <laughs> that is so true this yeah. is her second song <laughs> in this show about that <laughs> Yeah, she's, like, very, she's very horny, but, like, she does not want to let herself fall in love with Harold Hill. I said the lead-in to, the entry into My White Knight is just so awful, so let me just play, let me play that. It's just yeah. some of the worst notes all around, Pitt, singer, etc. This is also not the only time in the show this happens, but really a case of spotlight get on it follow please get to your mark this lights go down and the spotlight is nowhere to be seen like oh my god this is such a fucking snooze fest like jesus christ put some amount of emotion into that oh my god like i mean and also we're about we're almost an hour into the show at this point. Like we're, we're more up, than an hour into the show. Yeah, we're, we're up until like the audience is just begging for an intermission or something, and they're like, "Fucking <laughs> serious? We're not even at Wells Fargo yet." Like, Jesus. I know, I know. If I was, if I was this show, and I did the Music Man Junior in sixth grade, and my white knight is, thank goodness, not a part of the score of the Music Man Junior, because why the fuck would it be? This song has no purpose the more you say oh this is like an airtight musical the more i'm like is it like i guess i, I mean, don't know if plot, it is <laughs> the, as in well i think that it it is certainly there's more plot than we need because basically like it yeah. is hitting you over maybe not airtight but there's no plot holes like we have okay. been beat over the head with marion is someone who's going to wait for the right guy to come along because yeah, we've now been right. told there, two songs yeah two songs now their character, their character, you know, desires, it's very fleshed out. I agree. The only other thing I have to say about uh, My White Knight is I was watching this with my girlfriend, who is our live studio audience right now, and she did say, like, does, her main question was, like, does this girl think she's slaying? And, like, my answer is, like, I really do not think so. I hope I not. I don't think so. She's, I don't, I think she knows she's not, which is almost more upsetting. She hates this role. I mean, she clearly. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> She has no joy in this part. No, none whatsoever. Let's hear it. Oh, oh God! I just. <laughs> like, excuse me. <laughs> Can we? Should we play it one more time? Yeah, I think we have to. <laughs> and let's cut it off. Now, oh, and then the pit goes, duh, 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 duh. like, it's so fucking bad all around. It's such like a, oh it's just like God. a slurred production of Music Man, where everything just like slops yeah. through the mud, like leaving a trace behind it. It's, ugh. yeah, it's, it's horrible. So next, of course, we have Wells Fargo Wagon. And the only two things that I care to note from this are, that the yellow dress girl has lines and she I couldn't even tell that she was speaking because she her face wasn't moving. And second of all, this is just the most classic high school theater pitfall, which I was I plenty of times fell into this because 
you if you don't mic the ensemble and you give them featured lines, it sounds like no one is singing and the pit is just playing badly. They you could not hear a single line that the no, featured people no. are saying. And look, and I was and that was big. I was I actually I didn't I think this was a, a Winthrop line or a mayor line. I got to take or it could be something special just for me, which is a big yeah. part of the song. Yeah. But, yeah. God, okay. So I'm this so is this is her. <laughs> her face in this still. Oh my god, take a screenshot. <laughs> Oh my god, this is really going into the montage of just the, the most under-the-ground sleigh. Okay, so this is where she has her featured moment, which I wouldn't call it a featured moment because, again, I literally did not realize it was her talking until I narrowed it down and realized that no one else on stage could have been talking except for her. This is where she has she realizes that she has to get around Marion to go do her line, but she she, I guess, has been told, like, you can't not be looking at the audience so she's like backing away slowly what? his university i know all about that oh there she goes that's the only thing i could ever get out of him why and now she's sort of laughing to herself and not like i don't think she's like acting i think she like thinks she just thought of something funny like a joke she heard on tv <laughs> and now she's laughing at it to herself Gary conservatory class of uh, five if you would just take a second to read about the concern. If you would just take a second to read. Take a second god. to read about it, I swear to God. <laughs> okay, okay, there she goes, there she goes. Sorry, I don't think he'll have to look much further. It's on page That's like, I would say one of the all-time like musical theater line leading up to a song lines. Yeah. She got, that's a big line. Just dropped, like nothing. Oh, nothing. It really is giving the Pinocchio, like, Father, when can I leave to be on my own? Let's just hear it one more time. Left, much yep. further. It's on page So bad. <laughs> um, not slaying. Let's pull, let's just pull out. Yeah, and also this is where um, both my girlfriend and I noticed that, like, really the costumes are there, but, like, the talent inside the costumes is not um, it's it's what's on the outside that counts really here <laughs> yeah yeah oh and this is also the song where i gave my award for the worst sound in the show which i'll also get to um so this is let me pull where the the people are singing but you can't hear them mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is so just so well i guess it won't be interesting audio for the listeners but when you don't hear someone singing someone is singing <laughs> Okay, here it comes. Okay, so he, someone just said, I got a box of maple sugar on my birthday, but you cannot hear him. Yeah. I, is it, it's not one of the members of the court. This is a guy I've literally never seen before. This is, yeah, this is we're introducing new cast members an hour 10 into the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, how did I forget? I just scrolled down on my notes. That was not all I had to say. Winthrop star- did his stroked out for the first time in this number. Winthrop, Winthrop? Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, Winthrop uh, Winthrop in Music Man is a qu- quintessential role. He plays yeah. uh, Marianne's younger brother. He's really young and he speaks with a lisp. That's kind of his main yeah. thing. He has That's a like, strong yeah, the whole lisp. Thing. Now, this actor, who seems to be about 18 inches tall and two years old, <laughs> took that note that he speaks with a yeah. lisp and just turned that dial oh. up to 11. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, the lisp is, I have two Winthrop 
timestamps here. Well, one I have is, one that because yeah. I have a game for us, which is yeah, I'm sure it's the same timestamp, but the game is literally try to figure out what he says at one o eight fifteen. Is that also <laughs> s- the same? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so let's, I, this is the game. This is a game for everyone at home. I'm gonna play what Winthrop says, and then we have to try to identify what the line is. Titter, titter, isn't it the last one they told coating you ever thought? <laughs> I never thought I'd see anything I thought to the they told coating. Oh, titter! <laughs> okay, okay. Let's play it again one more time. So that was just the first time. Now we have to try to identify what he says. I, like, vaguely know the line, but not well enough to know exactly what he says. I, I know it starts with sister, sister, but sister, after sister, that... Sister, sister, yeah. Okay, sister, sister, Tia and Tamara Mori. Okay. Sister, sister, isn't it the most wonderful thing you ever thought? I never thought I'd see anything I thought to the sister thing. Oh, sister. <laughs> okay, here's what I got. Let me try Let me try to do the line. Uh-huh. Okay, sister, sister, isn't this the most wonderful thing you ever saw? I never thought I'd see a solid gold thing quite as beautiful as this, sister. That's, that's quite, that's quite intelligible. I thought I heard him say, I thought I heard him say, this thing goes fucking off. (laughs) Okay, let's Okay, now but everyone listen for him saying this thing goes fucking off. It's it's, it's sort of in the second <laughs> half of it. <laughs> I think you're hearing this thing goes fucking off and he's saying this solid gold thing. It's uh, what I'm hearing is this thing goes fucking off, sister, and then he runs away. <laughs> okay, one more time. <laughs> I never thought I'd see anything Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible. It's so funny. Okay, what is your uh, non-lisp thing? So I was going to say, at 107.34, so maybe a little before, okay. uh, this is when Winthrop has his big, uh, his big yes. Wells Fargo <laughs> solo. Listen yeah. to the intensity when he says it could be something for oh, someone who has no religious listen for no <laughs> relation. <laughs> he is so fucking intense. Okay. <laughs> Who is no like he got I mean like (laughs) he's he like okay but here's the thing extrapolate when he's 17 like he probably will be better at acting than the other people on this stage when he's 17 as in like is that is he 17 now or will he be 17 in like 10 (laughs) years I oh oh like like right now in the year 2023 not like yeah he was probably what seven I think this Eight? boy is one, but I guess, yeah. <laughs> then I guess now he's, like, nine. No, I don't know. He's probably a teenager now. If he's seven or eight, uh, yeah, he's probably getting close to 17. Yeah, probably. Um, I hope he's still acting. Uh, so let me... Oh, right right after this is the my award for worst sound in the show. And I'm just going to play it once, and then I'll tell you what it is you're hearing. So it, I can, I'll just actually keep playing it from here, because it comes up pretty soon. Lands the note. So it's that. It's the combination of 
Um, the, it's the chugging. Oh, the Wells Fargo wagon is coming. And what I realized is the eerie noise are like 50 sopranos singing at once uh, and in just not hitting a note. So let's play that one more time. So after it goes, duh, 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 oh, the, and then that's when the horrible sound starts. Yeah, until they say dare to make a stop, it sounds like a, a true nightmare. I didn't even know that was a line. What is? Dare to make a stop. It says, it says they, they like, they're go basically they all, the Sopranos are singing, ah, and the, the everyone else is singing, oh, the Wells Fargo wagon is a coming. And then they, and then it's, then they finally get to, don't you dare to make a stop. Oh. And then, oh, Yeah. And then they end it, but they have to be on stage for, uh, I guess, 10 minutes before the curtain closes. It feels it like is, that. I wrote, end on the slowest curtain close. Yeah. So basically, Marion and and Harold have, I was about to say Joseph. I still got Joseph in the Amazing Titan Clown Dream. We wish. Me. We can only wish. Truly, God. But this, it really feels like... They so they have to just stay frozen in place in like, I guess sort of lovingly. It's horrible. Let me just yeah. Is it? It's around. I mean, well, it starts. It's look. There's still okay. Here's where it starts at one o nine eleven, and then we'll play it until the curtain closes. Too many meets two sides of the high school. <laughs> oh God. And it's still going. And the curtain has closed. It just feels Jesus. endless. And that's the end of Act One. And then we've got we end the Act One. Um. Oh my God. Sarah Neep is also on the piano. Percussion. Joe Neep. Joe oh my Neep. God. Oh boy. These people need to pay for their crimes. So wait. Yeah. So that means are these adults or are these their children? Because I hope if there are adults in the orchestra. Then this is the worst. Like that did, would not make sense to me. I can't even. I don't even want to think about if there are adults in the orchestra. Okay, we got to get into Act Two. We yeah. got to start. Got to start just blasting through Act Two. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. God, I hate the Act Two opener. Like this is one of the most boring. I just. I, it's not even. Boring. I just don't understand it. The whole subplot, like the quartet, we love. I don't yes. need the dancers and the like the the mayor's wife and the women and the Grecian are like so uninterested. It's basically like to describe it like basically they get they're rehearsing in like the town rehearsal space like the mayor's wife and her like women the the pickle little women are rehearsing for like a show and then the quartet like comes in and kicks them out and then but then once they do that thank god again it, real snoozer of an opening anyway we have we we have nothing bad to say about the quartet we have so much bad to say about Shapoopy, which comes up next. Uh, okay. Oh, this is where... Okay. So this is uh, uh, Marcellus to Shapoopy, right? Yes. This is Marcellus's big number. This is where at, at 113.41... I mean, the pronunciation yeah. of Shapoopy obviously is the most important thing here. Uh, yes. By the way, Shapoopy is one of the, mo the all-time classic songs of this show, it's a yes. it's about sex and it's about it's it's about it's about a man wanting uh, wanting a woman who doesn't give herself off too easily and then also 
who wants to, I guess, non-consensually squeeze her. It's sort of, it's sort of not, it doesn't play so well with a modern audience, but it slaps harder than literally any other song in the show. But I think it's also the language is so antiquated that you'd have to know what any of it, like, (laughs) you'd have to do what this show did not do for anything, which was actually figure Uh, out what any of it means. Otherwise, it's just like funny sounds. Also, the the beginning of the song, you say, a woman who kissed on the very first date is usually a hussy. And he got so excited to say the word hussy. So he like screams hussy. So I'll just go from there and then to the when he says shapoopy. Right. Um, which just, it sucks so bad the way he says it. Okay. So let's get to that. Okay. Now a woman who kisses on the very first date is usually a hussy. But all the whole way to the second time around. Hussy. Hussy. Now a woman who waits for the third time around. Head in the club. Sorry, the guy, the people behind him dancing in that one moment were so bad. <laughs> God, okay. Okay, he's You know what I you know what I will also say right now that I, I'm only realizing right now? Okay. This is an off theory. This is a crazy theory that's just pulling different areas of interest. There's a very early episode of Family Guy where Peter like plays on the Patriots and does an entire performance of Shapoopy. Yes, yes, I remember this. And this sounds like in his like weird Oh, is he New doing? Oh my voice, god! Wait, like, you're so right. Is he? Did he literally base it off of Peter Griffin's performance of Shapoopy? Holy fuck! Okay, is that what you're he learned right. off of. Oh my god. Yeah, that feels like a really, really good assessment. Okay. That would Galaxy be fascinating. Brain moment. Yeah. Let's see. Let's, All right, see. let's keep watching. Feet on the ground. She's the girl he's glad he's found. She's his shibupi. 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 Like, the audience starts laughing at just the way he says shapoopy because he's, he's like, making fun of the word. That's not where the humor of this song comes from. It's so hard to watch because he thinks the humor is from the silly word shapoopy. That's not what's funny about the song. Well, you know, and I'm reminded when I was in The Music Man, there was some, I think the kid who was Marcellus was like, guys, you're not going to believe it. I wrote a parody of Shapoopy, and it's all about <laughs> sex. And it was like just the exact. And it, I don't remember. Yeah, it was that. the it same wasn't. idea of Shapoopy. He's like, you're never gonna believe. It. I don't remember any of the lyrics, but it was like, but it was just like an on the nose version of the song, but with right, the exact yeah. same message. It's just it's horrible to listen to him say Shapoopy. I literally don't want to play it again. Um, they do hit some choreo in this. And the girl who plays Ethel Toppelmeyer, who in the fiction of the show is this guy, Marcellus's, like, girlfriend, um, she's the only one giving even a little bit of face. There is a scattered applause at the end of the song, and I'm 100% sure it's because it's over. It's like the the, uh, the parents are cheering because they're glad it's done. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Yellow Dress Girl comes back on. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Shapoopy? Uh... Oh, the only thing, this is also a choreography corner. Now, I don't know a lot about dance, but it seemed like they were doing the Charleston for a lot of this <laughs> dance, which yeah, would not, not have been invented in in Not even invented yet. Yeah, th- I mean, the, we can't say that the choreographer was keeping history in mind, nor can we say that the actors were. So it really fits with this being just a totally anachronistic production of the music. Oh, to- I mean, look, an, an, an anachronistic choreography, if that was the only problem with this show, I would be <laughs> thrilled. Oh, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, so the song ends, Shapoopy ends, and immediately after, seconds later, Yellow Dress Girl just gets dragged onto the stage, looking like literally they pulled her out of a nap or like a murder. Like it's so <laughs> hard to watch. I'm just okay. still, I'm, I'm still thinking of she's laughing at something she heard on TV. <laughs> yeah, wait, literally, look, the song, like they're dancing, they're finishing up a dance, and then they just run off stage. Like, look, okay, they're dancing. And there they go. Your honor, Mr. Shin. Steady behind your back. Why you? We'd rather be doing it in front of your back. But what? That okay? You're right. I think he's he's pretty good. Tommy Jones is not bad. Okay. I also wrote. Mayor is sort of a do whatever you want kind of role. (laughs) No, literally. And he's doing so. Like he's actually making choices. And I respect. He's making a choice. Yeah. So he. I guess sort of the mayor then intimidates Tommy Jealous and he falls down and then sort of domino effect style Zanita the actress just decides to also fall let me let me show that moment it doesn't make sense um here it comes if I ever catch you touching my daughter again okay yes golly horse with me till hell won't happen now George (laughs) so he he like bends down and then Zanita's like I guess I'll fall too (laughs) for no reason (laughs) It's just like the windiest day. Yeah, and this really also did solidify that like they are incapable of enunciating or they're just entirely over enunciating and there is no middle ground. Um, God, yeah. the mayor's daughter is so terrifying. She's so like, she's literally wearing the like, sh- is what is it? The shining come play with us. Yeah. Like yeah, dress yeah. in yellow <laughs> um, and not light blue. Okay, so next we have the Pickle Little reprise. Um, yeah. There's literally nothing to say about that. I have nothing. I mean, do we just go to Lida Rose? Yes, I think we do just go to Lida Rose. Um, yes. So, I mean, again, it's unfair to ask high schoolers to be in a barbershop quartet, but they slay. We're I wrote apologists. That, well, I also said the song opens with them playing a pitch pipe, which was helpful. All of the songs should have started oh, with someone playing the Yeah, thank God. <laughs> they needed it. And like that's not that's not on them. Everyone needs it. I'm so glad they had it. Uh there's also I mean, this isn't interesting for the podcast, but if you watch okay. it during Lida as in like for an auditory thing, but like if you yeah, watch yeah. Lida Rose, I just think again, everyone loves the quartet and they get so much TLC. There is yeah. these crazy elaborate cross dissolves, like in the editing. <laughs> yes, which... yes, it looks like it, like a classic, like seventies, like heartthrob, like <laughs> music number. Yeah, oh my god, let me. You're right. Do you have a Do you have a timestamp for a, that? A one a one twenty five. I just wrote the editor okay. went crazy. The editor went okay. Let's see. Yeah, so we see them. Oh yeah, and then it, yes. <laughs> That note sounded great, actually. That one note that we just pulled out, that was not scary to listen to. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh my god, isn't it ironic that the smallest one is the bass? Yeah. That's just, and that's just life. That's just life. Such a big voice um, out of such a little man. Truly. I'm just, I mean, I'm just looking at my notes. I'm like, like, this show just drags until we get to Gary, Indiana. Like, literally drags. I think that, and also, like, this is really the moment where... 
I, I, like everyone is asking, is this Marion the best choice? Like if we have to suffer through 20 minutes of like dialogue and singing from Marion at this point in the show, was she the best they had? And we're done with Lida Rose. It's time for, it's fucking time for Gary and Deanna. Because, it's time for us to and, pep and, up this audience, yeah. I'm pulling, I'm pulling a Jacob now because I watched, from Gary and Deanna on, I have physical notes uh, in a notebook. So you're going to hear some real paper ASMR going. Um, I mean, I guess it, it really, my main overarching note about Gary and Deanna, which again, for people who don't know, this is like Winthrop's big song that he sings that um, Harold Hill taught him. And it's like his big, like coming out of his shell moment. He's excited to talk. Um, he just looked so pleased with himself, this little kid. Like, he was so happy with his performance. I mean, there's there's two great moments. One yeah. is just, there's a, I wrote 128.20 Jew. He has, like, the, like, <laughs> most, like, Jewish-sounding Gary okay, that you've it. ever heard. Let's, all right, we're going to hear it. Gary and Indiana. I, I was just watching a um someone who had played like Eponine and she was talking about how when you sing like on my own um you have to sing I love him at the end like three different ways to convey the emotion and this was really he chose to say Gary Indiana in three different Gary Indiana Gary like he was really conveying different emotions I also, uh, we're getting another not. This kid loves the not. Oh my God, I have that. Not Louisiana. Yeah, I also have, this isn't. It's, it's no, it's no relation. I mean, this is a consistent Winthrop of like, don't exactly. get me wrong. Like I'm on, I have one thing I want. Don't, I don't want to go off course for one second. For the for the listening audience who aren't on YouTube, we're also wagging our fingers because he does also wag his finger at some point as well. But let me let's let's go to the time when he says not Louisiana. Okay, here we go. Okay. A lot of finger wagging. Then we have sort of the villain, Charlie, come on. And I don't mean the villain character. I mean the villain boy. (laughs) I mean the villain of this production. I wrote Disney Channel School of Acting in the way he's oh he went deeply to the Disney Channel School of Acting he and he's the same guy who we called out at the beginning who was um on the he's one of the like traveling salesmen and salesmen and now he comes back to like warn the town about Harold Hill he um his wrist it's not like I'm saying he has a limp wrist in a queer way his wrist has no bones in it like he he wiggles it around in the most insane way that i can't even describe you will just have to come to youtube for this let me just play this moment and also he's high like i like there's literally no other explanation for this he is yeah excuse me there's a fellow by the name of the shins around here somewhere the fellows by the name of the shit like his wrist is going oh my god he kind of looks like a macaulay like a dollar store macaulay culkin like when (laughs) and when he got older as well he's just god i just would not want to spend time with him no and and daniela called out that my girlfriend for those of you who do not know her by name um 
she said he's not taking it seriously and i agree like she was like he is like he doesn't care about this role and also like not only that but he can't enunciate for shit so let me also pull this moment where i'm just like please try speaking in a way where the audience could even potentially hear what you're yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Mr. Hill's been the raspberries eating my whiskey just long <laughs> Mr. Hill is doing what now? Like, let me play that again and let's try to hear if we, see if Did we can hear what he says. you think about raspberries? Yeah, let's, let's, this is, this will be game number two. What, we have to try to say Mr. what they're Hill's saying. Mr. Hill's been the raspberries eating my whiskey just long Like, <laughs> what? He's I literally putting the don't... raspberries into putting... my wisdom. <laughs> okay, try one more time, one more time. Mr. Cowell, you're making a big mistake. Mistake is my only corset. Mr. Hill's been the raspberries in my wisdom too. Just long. Yes, I think you're right. He's in the raspberry in my He's wisdom too. In the raspberry to my wisdom tooth. Which means what? Like the seeds what get does stuck that mean? in your Oh my god, yes. See, another place where a dramaturg could have helped even minorly with this. Which is um, funny, because that's not even, like, you could have that experience now. That's not even, right. like, Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I feel like maybe that was, like, a phrase to say, to borrow the mayor's phrase, phrase watch your phraseology. Um, right. But they, so then this scene goes on, I think, in reality, for four minutes. It feels genuinely like 35 minutes that this scene goes on for. Like, endless, endless. It's just interminable. Like, And then oh the God. only exciting part is when I think Marion kisses him to try to get him to, like, leave. And the audience, like, he audibly, like, goes, like, ooh. Um, let me, let me play that. Try me. Ooh. And then you hear Lida Rose vaguely. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, at this point, I'm just like, I was looking. I'm like, how much longer till we get to the end? Oh, my and God. Then same. We... This part always, even in the movie, it's so interminable. Yeah. And then we get to, to be honest, like, one of my, this is, I love Till There Was You as me a song. Me too. It's such a beautiful song. I have a fun fact about Till There Was You. Um, okay. It was written before the musical by Meredith Wilson as like a pop hit, basically, in the 1950s, which that really well, the, makes sense to me. The Beatles have a famous cover of it. It's it's. I a, didn't know that. Oh, my gosh. It's quite good. It's it's like a it's a great song that like transcends yeah. the show. I think that um, before before Till There Was You again. I, it was so horrible to have all this dialogue, but what, like, it, it was so amazing to not have to hear the orchestra. Like, that, at yeah. least we didn't have to hear them. They didn't, they did not slay it, no. They didn't slay it. Um, I really loved the vague clapping at their stage kiss. The vibe I got from the kiss was that, like, every other night of the kiss, they had, like, done just, like, a little peck. But this, she was like, it's closing night. Like, I'm gonna make out with Harold Hill. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna she play. Gets, this is yeah. if you're listening, worth watching. It's at about it's. It really is. One forty-one. Yeah, thirty, forty yeah. or so. Yeah. There's also he is, has his hands on her hips, like for like uh, from here until the end of the show, for probably ninety percent of the time that both of them are on stage. Yeah, um, it's a go. lot of hands on yeah. hips. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he looks confused. He looks scared. He's 
He's anticipating the stage kiss. Here it goes. He licked his lips! Oh god, the orchestra. Okay, so they're making out. His oh. hand is like, what is going on with his hand? Yeah, he's it's inching up her back. Um, he knows he knows how to imitate a stage kiss. Um, I my I think the funniest song in the whole show is the the song that comes up next, which is the "Good Night My Someone" X seventy six trombones reprise, like fever um, dream. <laughs> yeah, just oh my god! Like I was like, there's what? yeah, get there's me to nothing the to say. Here. There's nothing to say about that. Also, it, except for the fact that literally even the audience did not know to clap at the end of the song. They just did not know when it was ending. Then we have what I'm going to call violence corner, which is another <laughs> thing that Daniela suggested, which is that, again, for closing night, there is a there is a stage hit. They do a hit and there and it looks like it's real, like he wants to deck him so Harold Hill just absolutely decks Charlie the Anvil sales. You need Let's a see drink this. right now. If it wasn't for that music teacher, that's right. Music Hill. teacher. I told her all about you. And what did she do? Lolly gags me around so I couldn't see the man no more. Try a man, hungry. Get out of here! I'll kill you, dirty <laughs> mouthful. <laughs> like, like he literally hits him. Like it is not. <laughs> I'm telling you, like. I don't think people in this theater department like that kid. Like, he is just no. Not- <laughs> I know they don't. I am certain they do not. Um, oh, also, yeah, so just, I think that everything about Winthrop makes sense. This is just, I forgot, I wrote this at the top of my notes on this page. The person who uploaded this video is the parent of Winthrop. Just to, there is also a yeah. separate clip on this person's channel of just Winthrop singing Gary Indiana. Not so. um, Winthrop's mom is always the most involved person in any production oh, of yeah. Music Man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Regardless of even like in my middle school production, obviously Winthrop was a middle schooler. He was in seventh yeah. grade actually. Um, yeah. But yes, even his mom was very involved. They. So Winthrop also, so there's a point in the show where they all do their stage running across, they like run across the stage in what's supposed to be a comedic way. It's really just silence. They're running because they're trying to like find Harold Hill. I did pull out Winthrop running across the stage looking like he was like, had never walked before. Again, he just learned how to walk. Um, He's he's one year old. Yeah. He's one year. We have every time we have someone who's one year old. Let's find. Okay. Let's find uh, him doing this. Here he comes. There you. Oh, oh! It wasn't even Winthrop. It was <laughs> another small child. It was another boy who I love, by <laughs> yes, the way. There's. Me I too. wish. I wish that that boy had more because he was great. I know. Okay, let's watch him. So he's he runs on ahead of everyone else, and then he just starts. Wee! He's just he's just so fancy free. Um, I have. I don't know what part this i don't know what the actual line is but i have a game for us which is how would we read this lines oh these yeah, lines yeah, yeah. jake and jacob acting corner so let me try to find oh i remember so marion just can't we know this marion can't act and i was like even if i was even if i had not like just gone off script i would be acting more than this so let's listen to what she's says and then how we would do it also the way that right now there's a still of harold hill holding winthrop and the way that winthrop like struggles against his grip is so funny i'll just play this can you have a band 
No. Are we a big dirty rotten liar? Yes. Are we a big liar? Yes. <laughs> Are you a big dirty rotten liar? Are you a liar? Yeah, I did write. Winthrop keeps asking whether he's a liar. <laughs> okay, where's where's Marion's line? Really? You don't, Winthrop. Okay, here it comes. Now that I think of it. Oh, I think never get in What? <laughs> what did he just say? Let's really, hear it one more time. Your business, what? Jesus. Did you get any of that? <laughs> no, not let's, at all. All right, let's try. Let's try. Let's listen one more time and listen okay. really close. Really, any of your business? Not now that I think of it. I think I heard the word remember. Maybe. I thought I heard the word never somewhere. Never. I think never. Yeah. Okay. Well. No, you don't, Winthrop. Did you believe him? I believe everything he's ever said. But he promised us. I know what he promised us. And it all happened, just like he said. The lights, the flags, the colors, the symbols. So that's the part that I think we should try doing. Yeah, like, so it all okay, happened, what's the Just what he quote? thinks. Yeah. So here's Jake and Jacob acting corner. Um, okay. Let me. How do I act? So, oh, I see the chat. Okay. Can you see? Okay, I'm happy to go first. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is this is okay. Again, this is not how I would do this in a. I, I'm not an actor. This is not how I would do this in a professional production of The Music Man. This is how I would read these lines in a bad high school production of The Music Man, where at least I cared. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Is, go. All right. Here we go. I know what he promised us, and it all happened just like he said. The lights, the flags, the color, the symphony. That's how I do it. That's great. That's great. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Now here's yours. here's mine. I know what he promised us, and okay. it all happened just like he said. The lights, the flags, the colors, the symphony. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. So this was an understated Marion. This was a this was a very very understated. Uh, this was very, of her. this this version was like she's learning in the moment that he did do everything he said he would. <laughs> right. She's finally through reading through reciting these lines. She's now understanding what's happening. Yeah. Um. Uh. Again, he loves putting his hands on her waist. Then at the end, since there was no song at the end of this, but it was very emotional. The audience thought they had to clap, so they clapped a little. But then it didn't really end up mattering anyway. Um. I mean, my next big note is the presentation of the band. When we actually see yeah. her boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is my next note as well. I literally paused it and was like, I like I, I need to just like look at this still. Because yeah, so basically again to describe what happens at the end of the musical, Harold Hill is like he's being chained by the constable. Um and he is like very sad he does he thinks he almost thinks he's a fraud he's come to believe that but then the band comes out and proves him wrong and so this is this is where let's let's pull this up so we got into uh, 10 i'd also say to set the stage for those listening yeah. instead of watching we have like 70 80 90 people on stage right now <laughs> and harold is about to bring out the magnificent boys band so yeah, it's like, well, Harold's that. not bringing out. It's like it's like basically. I think Marion in the in the fiction, Marion might have been the one who like sets it up to show 
that he, you know, Harold Hill isn't a fraud. Here's the band. It's this huge, beautiful band, you know, at a school with a huge marching band. You were going to see, you know, we'll see tons and tons of people. Like at my school, we brought out the real band. So uh, let's see the who they bring out in this production. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Then the mayor says, where's the band? Okay, and then there's silence on stage and in the audience, except I guess a few gasps from the people who are supposed to be mothers, but more than five people are gasping because normally all of the pickle little ladies have children in the band and they're like, oh, my little Johnny. And like, look at my, but yeah. there's only, there's only five children on stage, five boys on five stage. Five boys. <laughs> One gets a French horn. That's super elaborate <laughs> if you know, five person band. Uh, two of the boys are below the age of three. Minuscule. Yeah. yeah they're the, sh the smallest boys we've ever seen. And yeah. three are adult teenagers. Nearly adult it. men. Yeah. So uh, then they, then of course they start playing and, but the audience I think doesn't even understand that it's supposed to be a bit where the band plays, but they play really badly, but the parents are still charmed by them because like, oh, those are, that's my kid. They sound, the band sounds the same because it's still the orchestra playing the notes and the orchestra has always sucked. Let me play it. So this is not them playing it, obviously. Think, men. Think. So they're, it's supposed to sound like they're not slaying and they're not. But you can't tell that it's just any worse than the rest of the orchestra. Right. When we've established this as the median sound for this show, right. you, you <laughs> wouldn't know. Also, wait, I, I wrote, who is this? She's serving yeah, less no, than no, nothing. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying <laughs> wait. This oh, until we oh. <laughs> girl. <laughs> I was like, I literally forgot her. So then, so usually there are like, yeah, usually it's Zanita who comes out and she's wearing, like, she's like the, um, what's it called? What is this person called in the band? I have no the, idea. I just called her Baton Girl. Yeah, Baton Twirler. She comes out. We haven't seen her before. She's sadder than Yellow Dress Girl. And she just comes out and stands there. And literally, that's how the show ends. They go right. She walks in front of them. And then the show ends. And they start bowing. This is a new person who we have not seen the entire show. We have show. not seen her. All right. Comes out at 1 hour, 53 minutes, 38 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, let's see. Since we hadn't seen her, maybe she would start twirling the baton. What she does instead is raise and lower vaguely the baton. <laughs> and literally, she does this for 30 seconds, and then the bows start. Like, literally five seconds later, the bows start. Harold Hill doesn't, like, have one last thing to say. Like, the bows just start. It's insane. There's no ending to the show. Like, it's just, it's a show that just becomes the curtain call. No, yeah, it's I, it's so unfinished. This is really what I felt about the whole show. The whole show felt like they got off book 30 seconds before they went on stage. They had not rehearsed at all. No one wanted to be there. It was like a passion project of someone who... It, it, it just... It's so horrible. It's so abrupt. Also, then briefly like the the there's some you can see like orchestra in the front right here on this still you can see like people from the orchestra I, is that the school's marching band like why didn't these kids come on stage there are I, kids in here walking around with their instruments 
I could the and 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 the the feeling like when Jake and I were texting right before this, our think that our primary emotion was rage and yeah. and anger. And it's not again like not at the perf- I mean yes at the performances, but like yeah. just at like just what a what a miss in terms of like what you have <laughs> at your disposal, what you yeah. could do, what you're not doing. Like just a complete flop, like the flop of the century. And then just before we do our final thoughts, they all just back up into darkness. Like the last shot we see is them just like backing away into darkness. Let me, here we go. Okay, they bow, they clap, they, and then people are clapping. They turn around and they all walk away into like, they just turn around and walk into darkness. What an absolute fucking flop of a goddamn century. Not a, you know, I, I use this phrase to describe, um, it's a, I, when I started going to these summer camps to do the stand-up shows last year, I would describe, I'd, I'd suss out some of the summer camps as joy forward. If a camp was joy forward, mm-hmm. it meant that they put joy at the center of the camper experience. This okay. was not a joy forward <laughs> production of the music man. If anything, it was the opposite of that. It was like, how do we take the joy of musical theater out of this? Like, I, I, I would say these are my overarching things or here. Okay. Usually when I watch a production, like a high school production, like with Jesse last week or with, um, I can't think of who was really great in Godspell, but there were some people who were really good. There was not a single person who was a standout in this whole show. Like there was not one person who I would pull out and say, this person definitely continued on with theater. And I definitely think they should. That is so rare. Like not a single person did I think was good enough to continue on. And and every and I think that no one in the cast at the time really was like I want to be no, doing theater. No. It felt like it felt like just a random group of people were forced yeah. to put on a show. It had a very twenty four yeah. hour musical quality to it of just yes. like yeah, run on, bounce, sprint off the stage. Like we oh got to make this space ready for the next people. Like it's just not good. I was trying, like, I really, when I watch these, I try to figure out, okay, mm-hmm. whose senior show is it? Like, who's yeah. who has emotion behind this? It felt like none of, like, there was no core to this theater department. It was so... No emotion. I didn't feel like, like, with, you know, John the Baptist, we really saw he was the core, he was the leader. There felt there was not a single person here who I could have pulled out. Like, Harold Hill, the whole thing is he's supposed to basically be, like, a cult leader. Like, have this, like, huge personality persona. I would not have followed this guy anywhere, on stage or off. Like, there was not a person that I could pull out who had this, like, star quality or even just... Absolutely. Except my king, the bass of the barbershop except the bass and mrs peru in select moments mrs peru mrs peru in select moments i could see her maybe being really good at like a presentation at work in the future like (laughs) that like that's like that could be really good for her and they'll be like Um, oh you were really good at that like have you like like oh you should yeah have you you done theater uh," yeah and she'll be like actually yeah i was in a high school production of the music man yeah yeah she was, she was, you might have read the news. There were two podcasters who were just arrested for uh, bu- <laughs> bullying. <laughs> this is, I would say, probably our meanest episode. But like, if you watch the show, you will like. You can't find a good thing to say about this. I dare, I challenge you to watch the show and find like a really positive moment from it. Like, and again, we did the barbershop quartet. We love nothing always, else. Always love nothing them. else. Um. I, yeah, basically the, the, the name of the game for this show was, what are you saying? 
Why are you there? What are you doing? I'm left with more questions than answers. And what are you saying literally like what is what does it mean? And also literally <laughs> yeah. like what are the words? What are the words? Because I yes, can't understand yes. them. <laughs> like we pulled out, you know, five moments where we couldn't understand what someone was saying. There was that was five moments of a thousand moments where we could not understand a, and we are both intimately familiar with this musical. Yeah. Like we know the words. Intimately and yeah. familiar. I was would ask who we thought slayed the least or we sing 16 bars, but it's Yellow Dress Girl. Like, there's literally no other. We, we, it's Yellow Dress Girl. And you, you clearly, the audience knows this. Everyone knows it's Yellow Dress. Like. Yeah. I think, I think that's all we have to say. Do you have any last words? I think that, you know, I've read. Look, I got what I wished for. I wanted. Yeah. A, I wanted a high school. I didn't want high quality. I wanted. And that is exactly what I got. And now I'm just like, yeah. please. Give me, like, give me a show with one star. Give me one star. Exactly. I want one person who I'm like, you, you're a star. This, absolutely not agreed. I, this show, we saw all the, we saw all, like, the staging, the stage changes. We saw all the curtains closing, curtains opening. We saw just kids who did not want to be there. Kids who, maybe they were getting extra credit for a class. That's the nearest I could come up with, like, an answer for why some of these kids were on that stage. It counts as, like, some arts enrichment. You know what I'll say? It's. It's all of the mechanics of high school theater with none of the joy. Yeah, yeah but it is a, it, this is a really good example, though, of, like, the ways high school theater could go wrong technically and acting-wise, but it's not, not really a rich text for discussing, like, interpersonal drama. Because I couldn't – they didn't seem – like, they literally seemed like they had never met each other before coming yeah. onto this stage. There, I, at one moment, I was like, maybe the quartet gets along. Which yeah, is like, yeah. usually you got to be like, the quartet are best friends who are going to like start a singing group after this. Like, that's what it should be. I think at like one hour, 48 minutes, I was like, maybe the quartet has spoken outside of rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. And no one else. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's all we can say. Thank that's you for joining say. us for joining us again on this journey it's it's been a big one it's been a huge one i think our to to give the audience and our loyal fans you know three episodes some updates i think our our schedule we're looking at is to do every other week an episode that's just the two of us every other week a guest so that we have some where we can just be so vile and somewhere we hear from i don't know fun fun people with thoughts fun people (laughs) we have some exciting people coming up uh yes yes so get ready Buckle Get down. your ears if any- ready. If anyone has uh, also musical suggestions that they want to hear discussed on yes. the show, send them our yes. way. Yes, and if you have a, if you were in a high school theater production that was worse than this, send it to us. Send it to us, please. Um, and what- that that was Hell Week. <laughs> okay, should I stop the recording?